Welcome to Fresh Set of Downs, PAFootballNews.com's weekly look at high school football from around the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. From Philly, across to the Berg, Mansfield down to York, and all areas in between. Whether you're a Bulldog, a Mustang, a Crusader, or a Millionaire, hosts Bruce Badgley and Daryl Daniel got you covered. There's just one question. Are you ready? Well, I hope we're ready. It's uh, week going into week eight here, yes, week sir. nine. Uh, fresh set of downs. Bruce Badgley, Daryl Daniel, Coach Joe Mays, live from PJ Willihan's here in uh, Reading, Pennsylvania. Our uh, home away from home for us guys. Uh, you know, covering high school football. Daryl, what kind of a week did you have? I had a great week. I, I had a great weekend. I was in uh, <laughs> I was in Minnesota. Uh, yeah, so that I, it was it was unbelievable. Uh, I, when when I was there, I was like, man, it's been 18 years since I've been here. And I so like, you played up there then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there. You, and then, you, that stadium wasn't there. No, no, it's a totally different stadium. And uh, we were going out looking around at the, the other stadiums. Like, man, this is crazy. So they even the. The, the old training facility used to be Eden Prairie. Now it's not. It's a brand oh, new. Great. Yes. Wow. It's unbelievable. So, uh, and then the seats I had were like um, right there in the end zone, like four rows back. Mm-hmm. And like the best part about it, like all the action happened right there. So I got to see it all. So I like know. I'm sitting there like, cool. first off, you didn't say anything. To anybody, it's all of a sudden I say, you know, on Twitter on Sunday, here's Daryl up in Minnesota. I'm going, yeah. what is, how, what are you, what were, so were you invited by the team? Well, or? no, um, I had talked to a couple people there, and one of my uh, teammates I played with, um, he still lives out that way. So I said, like, let's go check out the facility and go to a game and things like that. So I said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do that. I haven't been out there in a while, uh, so check it out. So it was just, it was cool. It was just like, wow, just sitting back, and I'm like, Man, I I did this at one point in time, you know. It just and just the way my body feels now, man, is like <laughs> I, I don't know how I did it, but it was unbelievable. That stadium, the crowd, and I, I posted a couple things about, you know, just just how they get the crowd amped up and they do the skull chant. It was unbelievable, and it's just like, man, I just if I could just turn the clock back and I just have 15 minutes, that's all I would need. But it was unbelievable experience, and I've been telling these guys a lot of things I've been posting too, you know. One of the things I said is, can you see yourself here? Mm-hmm. And if so, are you willing to do what it takes to get here? Are you willing to make sacrifices? What are you willing to risk? What are, what are you willing to give up? So if you're not ready to make the sacrifice, this, it's not for you. And, it just, and that just, honestly, if you said, but that's what it is. That's what right. it is. The NFL is not for everybody. And, and a lot of guys, um, even over the summer, when a lot of teams are trained, and, and when we break it down at the end, I would say to them, As you, this, this is not for everybody. This is hard. This is hard work. This oh, ain't easy. Well, so Plus the talent level. I mean, it's got to be extraordinary. The best of the best, period. I mean, and the thing is, you might see a team that's 1-5 and five or 1-4. and four. Oh, they, they stink. They're not good. They're very good. It's just like some of the schemes and some of the teams are better, you know. So um, you can't look at NFL and, and say that someone sucks. That, that doesn't really make sense. Maybe some guys aren't as good as the lead of the other players, but that, that doesn't make sense. You can't say NFL and sucks. That, that doesn't go together. So. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, that was what was surprising to me is also, what the heck is yeah. Daryl doing in freaking Minnesota? You definitely want to go now, not in, in oh, yeah. later. <laughs> That's what I told him. I said, I'll come out there now. I'm not, I'm not going to be out there when it's freezing cold, man, because, I mean, it actually started snowing when I was there, and I was like, what? Oh, God. <laughs> but it's not, it, it just the ground never – the, the ground was too warm, so it didn't really stick. And I was like, oh, thank God, because it was, you know, when it snows out there, it's, it snows and it's there until May. Well, it was an entertaining game, oh, too. Yeah, yeah. It was a great game, and I'm sure it brought back a lot of memories for right. you. You know, you talk about a lot, you know, that, you know, you don't, you have no regrets. I mean, that you no. laid it all on the line. And, yeah. you know, um, and I guess that's really good advice for obviously oh. some of the guys out there, yeah. whatever. If you're not willing to sacrifice, you know, to, to get there. I right. mean, it, it's only through hard work, sacrifice, and dedication. Right, and definitely, like, the seniors. And a lot, another thing that I always talk about these seniors in high school, because <clears> you take it for granted all year long. And, um, you know, as you go around, you may, might not have put as much work in your offseason. You took it for granted. Well, maybe one of the better players on the team. And all of a sudden, you get to week eight. Then you get to week nine. And if you're on a team that doesn't make it to the playoff, you realize – Oh my God! This is over. That's right. And and, if you, and, and, and nothing's guaranteed about playing next. So if you're one of the guys don't make it to the next level, 
my football career is over. And I, the motion, when, when that hits guys, and I, was, I remember, you know, a couple years ago when I was back in 2002 or 2000, when I got back coaching at different schools and things like that, and, and those guys laying on the ground just crying and crying. Like, yeah. And, I, and, and uh, my senior year in high school, I got a, a guy that, um, I won't say his name, but, like, he was w- part of my inspiration when I went on. Like, I came back, and, and his dad had talked to my dad at the store and saying that, you know, how his son was just crying and crying and just just saying that it's over. Like, like I'll never be able to do this again. And, and, and when my dad told me, luckily, I was just going into my second year at Syracuse. And I said, I'm going to play for him. And that's how, and like, I have no regrets. Like, you, mm-hmm. sometimes you get in the NFL, and you're just like, man, if I would have just, I have no regrets. I, I have no, I mean, it was tough knowing that um, it was over. It, that, that was tough. And there was nothing I could do about it. But I have no regrets. I worked hard. Like, every team I was on, the, the weight staff, the off-season coach, everyone was like, if it comes down between you and someone else, I'm going to vote you. Because you have been here, you've bust your butt. Like, say, like, there's 60 workouts you're supposed to be at. I'm going to be at 67. I'm working on a week with Warren Sapp. We're doing treadmill runs and stuff like that. So, you know, you, you can't say you want this life and you want to work hard and you want this, but then when it's time to go to work, well, we'll go to the mall and we'll go hang out with my friends. Yeah, you can't pick and choose. You it's got to be one way or the other. One way and, or the other. And, you know, I that, that's one of the tough parts for me about covering high school football is the end. Yeah. Because there's always an end. And, you know, when you get to know the teams and the players and the coaches and the families, right. like we do, right, you right, know, 100%. gosh, it just, you know, it comes to an end at some particular point. And, you know, a couple friends of mine whose um, who's sons are senior this year, I said, you guys have been doing this, you know, right. your whole life preparing yeah. for this. And I even asked them that question, you know, in August, yeah. what are you going to do when this is over? Right, right, right. And I, I, and I have a lot of... Um, a parent uh, um, that their sons are going to be going off to college, and mm-hmm. and I said, I said, to him, I said, what are you guys going to do? <laughs> like we don't know. We're going to start going to the gym and training and working out and stuff like that. <laughs> it was, well, we got we got to figure out something, you know, because um, it, it is like it just you 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 immerse yourself into your your children and and the things that they're doing, and um, it, it just it, it's just amazing. And then again, when when it's over, so guys, if if anything, if, if if you get anything out of the program that we talk about, you have to be honest with yourself. And a lot of guys, those guys at Wilson, I've, I've worked with ten, they, they, I've told those guys, be honest with yourself. Because the only person you're fooling is the person you're looking in the mirror. So you got to be honest with yourself. Do I really want this? And if the answer is no, if you rather, I'd rather play Fortnite, I'd rather play video games or hang out, and then you know play football when it's convenient, then that's the truth. Yeah. So you got to be honest with yourself. The only person you're fooling is yourself because you can't play football or any sport for for that matter, especially football, where there's a contact sport, and go halfway, and 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 not risk the uh, the the chance of being injured or anything. Well, you know, it's uh, it, it's that time of year. You know, reality starting to set in. Uh, not only for teams whose seasons are coming to an end, but teams whose seasons are probably going to move on. Right. Right. And uh, you know, that's what a lot of the show is going to talk about. Uh, today is some of those teams that are moving on uh joe you had kind of a rough game uh last week yeah. there with uh you know with the bulldogs uh you know but uh that's actually uh going to be uh uh one of the teams that uh, we're actually going to do friday night live this week yeah, is right. uh, warwick and that's who wilson went down to last week mm-hmm. um and uh conestoga valley that's right. our friday night uh, yeah, right. live game this week Got some real talent over there. Uh, that Ricci yeah. family is yeah. loaded there. Yeah. Joe, what did you think about uh, Conestoga, or excuse me, about Warwick? They have a lot of offensive talent. <laughs> There's a lot going on on the offensive side of the ball with Warwick. Uh, it's kind of incredible what they were able to do. Uh, historic performance against Wilson. I know Mike Drago mentioned that he was. Uh, probably the modern day uh, record for passing yards uh, and <laughs> yeah. big plays uh, they had five over 50 yards including yeah, a 98 crazy. yarder and uh, Trey Glass you know he he took advantage of the matchups uh, sophomore Joey McCracken was the real deal 
and uh, you know, it was a uh, it was eye opening, it was bewildering, and it was a little crazy. So hopefully, the on my end, the Bulldogs can regroup and get at uh, Cedar Crest this Friday night. But I know we're going to talk about um, them a little bit later when we do the uh, playoff picture. Yeah, the playoff picture there. That's going to be you know predominantly uh, what we're going to talk about tonight. Um, and yeah, that uh, uh, that Warwick uh, Conestoga Valley game, you know, loaded with playoff um, scenarios here in in District Three. Um, and briefly, just wanted to go through uh, the the games before we get started in our recaps. Going to bring in our the man, the myth, the legend. Is Billy with us yet, yep. Mr. Bill? What's going on? How you doing, gentlemen? Great. We have two games left in the regular season. Unbelievable! I know that's it. That that the stark reality of the season coming to an end for some and moving on for others is is where we're at. Um, and why don't we just get right into that, Billy? Uh, you know, you did a great job putting together um, the equivalent of what the NFL head office does for you know the last week of the season and what have you for all the districts that we have. And now, are you going to put this up on PA Football News? When we're done with this show, this post, we will post the entire playoff picture. Well, all I know is... PAFootballnews.com and westernpafootball.net. I think, well, when I printed it out, it was the size of War and Peace. I don't think I... (laughs) An email, you know, any larger than this. So kudos to you for spending all the time to put this together. Um, but let's just, just dive right into here and, and talk about District 1. One of the, the big things that I see about District 1 is really the dogfight at the bottom of the 6A um, bracket there. I mean, there's one, two, uh, at least eight teams kind of fighting out for those last few spots, and, and a lot of those teams are at or near 500. Um, that could be a real interesting one. Um, one of the ones, too, uh, um, uh, who's part of the, the playoff thing there, Avon Grove, they're going up against Coatesville this week. So that's really, <laughs> that's a pretty tall order there, considering Coatesville, uh, you know, had their way again uh, last week um, as well. But, uh, well, that's 6A bracket and also 5A there, too, um, you know, got quite a few teams at four and four and three and five you know still fighting it out marple newtown uniontown chichester interborough strathaven phoenixville sun valley i mean you know it's great for fan interest it's yeah. kind of tough for billy putting this thing together right, right, right. yeah but, there's 25 teams and only 16 get in right here i mean uh in my opinion when i when i put this all together guys i'm gonna i'm gonna say just i'm gonna briefly touch on what my opinion is I really think the PIAA needs to look at reducing the playoffs by one week. Um, we shouldn't have, I mean, I love that teams get to see another game, but, you know, I, I'm going to make, I've helped some guys and I'm going to make a proposal, but uh, four and four, four and four, three and four teams are all fighting for the last playoff spot. How about if we just shorten it a week and then we throw all those teams who don't qualify into a pool and they can put together a game with those teams that are equal to them and play an extra game the following week when the playoffs are going on. Well, you know, I think it's a, I, I think it's a great idea. I don't think that um, at least hearing you know talking to people and you know specifically here in District Three, I think the reason that the you know it's all about money. I mean, they you know yeah. from 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 the the money that these extra games bring in, and not that the teams aren't worthy. Don't don't get me wrong, um, but. You know, get the extra money by having the extra game. Well, uh, exactly. So paring it down, you know, might not. I mean, it might be the best for a competitive balance, but it might not be the best, you know, fiscally for. And and look, all the districts and all PIAA, uh, you know, they're they're strapped for cash, Mm -hmm. and I don't fault them for it at all. In fact, I, I like the fact that it brings more teams into the playoff scenario the longer we go, you know, in the season there. And a lot of these teams are playing in tough conferences. And uh, yeah, you know, They're on the east side of the state where they're, most of the teams are condensed in your side of the state. But when you get beyond Harrisburg, the teams are really spread out. And we're going to see when we get over when we go over these playoffs, there's a lot of sub-regional games being held out in the west. So yeah. 
in the east it looks good, but in the west it doesn't look so good at all. Yeah, right. I, I see what you're saying. There's a lot more travel involved for the teams yeah. and, and, and what have you. I get that. And a lot of the teams are small teams that are that we're focusing on. Like, you know, in District 1, let's get right to 4A. You've got seven District 1 teams only, you know, and, and, and you only have four teams that qualify, Pottsgrove and Pottstown. They, they're the class of the field. Uh, Glen Mills and Springfield Township, uh, Upper Marion and Shanahan fighting for the final three spots. Uh, but Pottsgrove and Pottstown are the class of the field right there. Yeah, no, no, no question about that. No question about that. And and when yep. you get even into even into District Four, you know, you start get to get into, you know, some of those uh, some of the teams that uh, you know, like all four of the the six eight teams are going to qualify, you know, for the postseason. So you know, what do you do there? But four uh, A seems to be the the real uh, where all the battle lines are drawn there yes, in District Four. Yeah, and, and, and if you go to uh, district or 3A in District 1, you only have two teams um, and then six District 12 teams. Uh, Oak John Paul, have you seen them yet, Daryl? No, I haven't, not yet. No, nope. Conwell League and then, well, let's, let's just say Conwell League is probably the class of that field right there. Um, you got Lower Moreland and Morrisville fighting, but uh, and Upper Marion has to help. But uh, that, those look like the teams, and then in one A, five district one teams qualify are, are in there, and two qualify for the playoff. Uh, Jenkin is in, Jenkintown is in, and Bristol and Morrisville will battle for the second spot, probably on Thanksgiving Day. Wow, that's uh, that's interesting. It's kind of a lot thing that's kind of lost its uh, way is the traditional Thanksgiving Day games. It seems like it's in oh, yeah. only certain pockets. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, and you guys realize there are no Thanksgiving Day games west of Harrisburg in Pennsylvania. Wow. Yeah, and, and even in the eastern side, I mean, there's none really in District 3 that I'm aware of, and most of those are out kind of Allentown area, and like when Phillipsburg and Easton and, you know, when they play over there. And down in Philadelphia area, that's pretty traditional as well. Right. Yep, my idea opens that up. Um. But kind of moving on here, uh, uh, at least in... Yep, that's an easy one, 6A. Uh, they split with District 11, Scranton, Hazleton, Williamsport, and Val. Those guys are in. Then 5A, Eastbrook, Stroudsburg South, Southern Lehigh, Wallen, Paulpack, and Valley West. Mount Pocono Mountain East are battling for the top four spots. So uh, the only two teams eliminated, and believe it or not, I can't believe I'm saying this, Whitehall has been eliminated. Yeah, I know. That's a traditional powerhouse. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I just said that. You know, eight teams qualify in 4A. Like you said, Bruce, 4A is where the battleground is drawn across the state. Clearly. You, Berwick, Dallas, they're all right there. Uh, you got North North Pocono, West Grant, that's clinched a spot. Pittston, Nanticoke. Now, see, this is where I say three and five Pittston, Nanticoke, two and six Abington Heights are battling for a spot. Yeah, and you know, I like I said, I think that you know to fill out the the brackets comfortably. I mean, they've got to you know they've got to have equal amounts. Uh, you can't give every you know everybody a buy or just yeah. You know, I think I think that's the only fair way to do it. And sometimes it does mean that you're going to have some of those teams play. Well, you know, good for them for you know giving experience. A lot of those teams are, are ones that are rebuilding. Sure. That postseason experience is going to go a long way for some of those teams. To come back the following season, I think I, we've seen that, uh, you know, all across the state, Daryl. Right. Right. Definitely. Um, like we talked about, some of those York teams, it'd be interested to see what happens. Like some of those guys got experience last year, so it'll be interesting to see what they do going into the, uh, this year. And 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 moving on to District Three, you know, one of those teams that uh, you know that you made mention that you know kind of got their first taste of postseason uh, success last year was uh, was William Penn, York William Penn. I mean, they got bounced uh, uh, early on, but, boy, that's a team we've talked about, you know, uh, at length. Um, in 6A in, in the district, though, um, it seems to be pretty well set, at least for the first eight teams. Um, it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, if anybody slides in at the end. You never know. Uh, I think uh, 
Joe's kind of holding his breath after this week for, for Wilson, right, Joe? Well, if Wilson wins out, they're in. And actually, I believe there's a scenario the way things play out. Wilson can get as high as four, so they could potentially host a game. But that setback against Warwick is huge. Yeah, um, yeah you know, that's, that took a huge a bite out of their potential to have another game at Gursky after That's, Friday I think the, the only way they get in a home game is like on the 12th tiebreaker. So yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of out there. Well, I mean, but. Central Dolphin has Chambersburg and the rivalry game against CD East. Uh, you know, obviously Chambersburg has Central Dolphins, Central York, Dallastown, Redline. They all have to play each other, I think, still. Yeah, that's right. You know, there's a whole, I get that. You know, round-robin effect going on there. And that's what we saw Wilson jump up from in just like two or three weeks last year. After yeah. Wilson lost the township, they were there was a, Most of the year, they were, on the, they were on the bubble. Right. Wilson was 7-9 most of the year, and they ended up being the third seed when all was said and done because of the way things played out. Yeah, well, in District 3, it's really all about 5A, I think, for the, the number of scenarios that are going to take place, uh, you know, over the next couple of weeks with teams playing one another. Um, it could get really, it could get way out there on, you know, these power rankings. I mean, uh, you know, Billy put it together here, but there's like, uh, you know, nine teams um, that are really there's, there's up against... There's actually 16 teams that are still in the, in the battle. That's crazy. Wow. 16 teams are still in the battle for the spots. That's, I mean, it's great for all of the final games. It's kind of, like I said, for Billy, I don't know if he's got any hair left pulling all those things out. And actually, one of the, one of the key games with, uh, in District 3 with uh, ramifications is uh, uh, the last week of the season when McDevitt plays uh, Susquehanna Township, which is going to be really interesting. Um, I think that that's about the only, uh, uh, in, in, in 4A, that, you know, the last item that the jury's out, not necessarily like you know, what teams are going to be in, but how it all is going to stack up. Um, 3A, um, you know, there's still a few teams that might get in. Uh, 2A, well, a lot of that, I mean, comes down to the game. Uh, I believe this week, uh, Delone and York, York Catholic yeah, play is. one another. That's for the top seed. Yeah, that's for the top seed. And uh, all it is is going to decide, I guess, who's at home. or They're going to play the championship game, though, on a neutral site, right? So it really yeah. doesn't matter who wins or loses. They're going to no. be playing, right. you know, in two weeks anyway for the probably the, the 2A title there. So a little anticlimactic game, but, you know, um, very interesting. Sometimes, you know, some of those, sometimes those games lose their luster a little bit. Um, you know, when you know that you're just going to play, face the same team, right. you know, in the playoffs. I mean, what do you think, Daryl? I mean, does that, yeah. I mean, does that deflate or does that affect how teams go into a matchup? Well, no, not, not for the teams, though, because there's so much riding on it. Because I know uh, years ago, Burks Catholic and uh, Wyoming would play. Right. They would play again. And, uh, well, that, you know, it didn't matter until November. Right. I mean, that was the same way with Mifflin and and, uh, and Wilson too. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think, but no matter what happens, like whoever wins that game, especially if it's a close game, if it's like a fourteen thirteen, or and they know if uh, if the loan loses or if York has a couple plays they got to make, and we win this game. That's going to make for an even better game. So the the thing about it, the regular season game, it matters for like you said, if it's on a neutral field. Or they play home, like District 3, mm -hmm. um, they play every game. Whoever has the, the higher seed is a home game. So the only time you play in Hershey's are for the district championship. So if they're playing again the for the district championship, uh, the home field advantage really won't matter at that point. But um, it's going to be – the chips are going to be for the district championship and going to the, uh, the Eastern final. So uh, – well, not the Eastern final, but the state semifinals. But um, – so it's going to be interesting. I mean, you got to be up to play every single week, especially now because there's a lot of things riding on different games and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. there's there's these games no, peppered out through all here, Billy, where teams are going to play one another, and then well, two weeks they're going to face off again. Right. Yeah, you just look at three A, uh, Lancaster Catholic. Uh, they're top seed right now. Uh, Middletown and Wyoming Missing are right behind, and we we know who Wyoming Missing plays next week, don't we? Yep. That's a big game right there. So that you know that that's top seed advantage. You know you're playing for a home game right now. So a lot of these games. Let's remember, there's 35 undefeated teams still. Okay. Wow. And I think we have something like 54 teams that only have one loss. So there is a lot of jockeying for position being held in the next two weeks. 
um, in every single district. Uh, yeah. Move on to District 4. I mean, 4A, you know, right. teams in District 4, Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore started off slow. Uh, you remember they had a kid with, that got real hurt, so hurt real bad, and he's actually still in a coma, a semi-coma, you, you would say. Um, so they started off emo- emotionally, they were drained and lost a couple of games early, but they, they've really come on strong. Had a big win over Lewisburg. They took the lead in, in there. Uh, Shield Grove, Midwest, and Chickamauga round, round out the top four. Uh, Jersey Shore, you know, they've got a big game with Bald Eagle next week, but we'll talk about them more. I don't know how they're going to fare. Um, the Seals Grove, they've, they've got Danville and Montoursville, two teams that are really playing good ball right now. So that's anybody's game right there, guys. Anybody's game. Well, it you know, there's that's the thing is when it went down through this list and just looking at it, there even though we're there's two weeks left to go, there is just so much to be decided in so many uh, classifications throughout the state. Now that's great for all the teams there, but uh, wow, that is that's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how'd you like to be Danville right now? They hold the top spot in in three A. But uh, <laughs> they have to play Southern Columbia. Southern Columbia, right, exactly. I mean, wow. I mean, that's just, you know, what are they, uh, I don't know. They're at the top for now. But every you, you know every team in that league has lost to Southern Columbia. So, mm-hmm. so they're that. You know, they, they've, they've got that constellation. Montforsville is the second. Uh, they, they play Tawanda and Seals Grove. I think they'll win out. Um, the top seed probably will come down to points uh, in I think Danville gets it on points. Wow. Two way, wow. there's no secret there who the top field, is it? Yeah, no, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, what can you say? I mean, Southern Columbia is just a juggernaut. I mean, it's it's amazing that they're, you know, like when you say 2A in the state of Pennsylvania, I mean, that school just comes up. I mean, right. they've, they've been 2A forever. Yeah, until somebody beats them, so. Yeah, and, and you know they've been scoring record points, and and there were a couple of games they were out without their starting quarterback. Yeah, it's it you know it's just interesting. I mean, um, the, you know the, the the disparity in the talent level that they have over their competition. I, I'd rival any uh, school in any classification in any state, uh, you know, across the country that they're that dominant in their classification. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's a public school too. That, that's a public school. That's not a private school. That's a public school doing that. Okay. So, uh, and then uh, the interesting, the interesting thing I saw here too on the five eight nine subregional looks like, you know, everybody's still in it, and they're all battling for four spots: Bedford, Somerset, Perry, Westinghouse, St. Mary's, and Puxatawney. Very interesting. Very interesting. I mean, Perry, Perry will, you know, they'll, they'll enter the playoffs um, from a city. Now, if you remember way back in 1988, Perry played Berwick for a state championship and beat him. Wow. Um, uh, I don't remember school, that, but I'm glad you do. The city schools have had it tough lately. Yeah. Um, really interesting, too, obviously, in, in your neck of the woods, uh, you know, out, out there in State College area and what have you. Um you know that that I love the fact that Altoona and Mifflin County are battling for the other playoff spot in that district. In no, I mean, in no way, shape, or form did I think anybody was would say that Mifflin County would be battling for a playoff spot this year. But I quite honestly think that that's the the you know if they do make the playoffs in Pennsylvania this year, I think that that's the overriding story Definitely. of Pennsylvania high school football as far as how far they would come, really in one year from how far down they were. Billy, what do you think? And then, well, let's bounce back to uh, District Five for a second here. Uh, Chestnut Ridge last year. I don't know if you guys remember. Chestnut Ridge came out going crazy, and they were one of the best teams in the state last year. They graduated three-quarters of their team, and look at them right now, Daryl. 8 no. What, what What do you think causes that, Daryl? They lost everybody, but here they are sitting at 8-0. Coaching. That's they, exactly right. Yeah. I mean, I, when you you got to – and I hate the, the term when people say, oh, you have a system. It's not a system. You, when you have a program, you run things the, the right way. Like people say things about like the Patriots, they have a system. They, they don't have a system. 
because they don't run the same offense. One week you can have four tight ends, or they can have three tight ends, or they have five receivers. So it's not a system. It's it goes from the head down. So um, that just that tells you everything you need to know about their coaching. Um, I mean, when you you can just reload with a whole new guy, like you know, sometimes you get guys coming in playing and starting for the first time, and you just keep rolling. So uh, I just I think coaching has a lot to do with that. Yeah, yeah. sorry, Bruce, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but I, I just I, you know we skipped over that, and I wanted to point that out. You know, that's a yeah, no, deal. that's very good. But single a up there, single A Tussie Mountain is a big surprise. The number two seed right now, seven and one. Uh, they weren't very good last year, but they've got a new coach, and uh, he's got them going the right way. But back to what you were talking about, District Six or in the six eight. Uh, Altoona and Mifco battling it out for that spot. Altoona has a tough out, don't they? State College and Harrisburg waiting in the wings. Well, that's, I mean, you you know, you got to give that. <laughs> I guess, you know, the thing is, I don't know if that if that really helps on, I'm not, an, uh, you know, a power ranking aficionado, so I don't know, quite honestly, if losses to, you know, teams are, are a benefit <laughs> versus, uh, you know, Mifflin County possibly playing, you know, some lower classifications yeah. versus the 6A, how that's going to all stack up. But all I know, just like I said there, I mean, I think that that's one of the best stories um, in uh, in Pennsylvania football this year, considering how well, far agree. down they were. I agree. 5A is easy, Brashear and Holidaysburg. 4A in District 6. That's, that's another easy one. Clearfield is clinched. And I'm going to tell you something, guys. Clearfield is the real deal. Now, we know uh, their quarterback just committed to Penn State, Isaac Rumbry. Wow. So wow. See, to Penn State? State? Yes, Penn that State. Is, you know, I saw him. At, I, I saw him this summer uh, and that. And, um, you know, he really I- impressed me. Mm-hmm. Now, he's not, he's not the biggest guy in the world, is he, Billy? He's six foot and three quarters of an inch. Right. <laughs> he's he's a Drew Brees type, but this kid, yes, uh, right. just you know, a leader. Um, he his team, I think, uh, actually won the, the tournament that uh, that uh, and was the MVP. Um, and uh, that's great. You know, I'm really yeah. happy to see that. I know that he was, you know, he Isaac was one of those guys who would definitely one of those players that really got his information out there. Right. You yeah, know, he's a, and he's a very good player. And he's a very good player. And, and, you know, there's a guy I think that because he he got his information out in a positive way, right. he's really going to benefit that, you know, at the next level. So mm-hmm. good for I'm really uh, I'm really happy to hear that. Yeah, three Bald Eagle and Forest Hills have clinched the two top spots. Now, again, I'm going to say this, and I'm sorry to say this, Bald Eagle lost two of their best players uh, probably for the year. Uh, one of the kids, he probably will. I'll, I'll, I'll nominate him as an All-State uh, defensive player uh, for Colburn. And Jason uh, Flanahan, one of their top offensive weapons, and he's very good on defense, too. He's out for the year with a knee injury. Uh, they both went down in that game with uh, Clearfield last week. So, you know, our prayers are with those guys. Our prayers are with everybody who, who's got an injury right now. It's tough. I hate to see injuries at this time of the year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there isn't brutal. anybody who no. isn't banged up. It's just brutal. Yeah, there isn't any team that isn't banged up. I mean, talking to players, you know, on Saturdays, I see them in college <laughs> games or whatever like that, and they say, oh, yeah, they're kind of banged up there. I mean, Joe, you see the the – you know, Wilson guys, uh, you know, there isn't a team out there right now that isn't battling an injury. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's the name of the game this time of the year. You're worried. You've already played eight games. You only got two left. There's people that you're lost at the beginning of the year that don't come back. Some will be able to make it back. And then there's ones that you're losing now. And you're like, well, that could be the end. That could be it. It's yeah, disappointing. Darryl, but I want to touch base on you with this next week sometime. But um, I'd like, I want to look into... You know, I noticed an unusual amount of injuries the last two years, and I'd like to talk to you next week. Are we playing too much football year-round? You know, that's a thought, Daryl. Yeah, that, that's definitely one thing, and, and like we talked about last week, the recovery. Guys just think, oh, I want to go hard all the time, but they don't understand recovery is actually part of training. Yeah, yeah. So maybe we, we well, let's make that a topic for next week, Daryl. Definitely. 
Definitely, yeah. Uh, 2A out in District 6, Ligonier Valley and Richland are the class of the field right now. Right. Uh, Bellwood is always strong. Uh, and don't, you know, the Penn Valley Rams are very good. They have a kid named Aaron Tobias, a quarterback, who I think some of you, if you're listening out out there, you're Division One coaches, uh, you're an FCS coach, you need to go to Penn Valley and uh, take a look at Aaron Tobias. He, he's a gunslinger. He's a great, great player. He, He's really good, really good uh, arm. He can scramble when he needs to. He's a he's a prototype pocket passer. He's very very good. Tyrone can lock up the fourth spot. Sunnington, Huntington, Southern Huntington, they have a must win game with Bellwood, so they've got to win that one. You've got Marion Center, Westmoreland, Cambria Heights. They're all battling for a spot. Uh, the one A teams, twelve move forward, and there is a log jam. Uh, Juniata Valley, Northern Cambria, Portage, Claysburg, all at six and two. So, and they all play each other in the next two weeks. Um, all these games coming up, you know, Bellwood and Huntington and Tusky Mountain, Portage and Pirates, Myersdale, Connemaw Valley, McCourt and Bishop Guilfoyle could affect the home game. So there's all kinds of scenarios that are going on this week. I can't even. When we tried to break it down, I couldn't break it down. There's just too much. That <laughs> It would have taken too long. Actually, it would have added another page to the War and Peace here. But, uh, it would um, have. And, uh, all right, um, WPIAL. I mean, that's the go. one where it's like W, I mean, the, the War and Peace kind of scenario there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 6A, 16, get in. North Allegheny and Central Catholic and Pine Richland have all clinched. Uh, Seneca Valley, Mount Lebanon, and Cannon Mac and Norwind are tied for number six. Uh, with uh, Cannon Mac and Norwin, the, the tiebreaker goes to the Big Mac. Seneca Valley plays Pine Richland on Friday. That's the key game. Norwin plays both Mount Lebanon and Seneca Valley. Uh, this is conference time for, for the six days. They all play each other right now. The Big Mac, they have to play Central Catholic and then and Butler. So right. uh, at the bottom of the bracket out there, anything can happen and it can get mixed up. Yeah, I, I, I have a little addendum. The skinny, the WPIAL should beg Erie High and Dow to join the league in football. Um, they need more 6A teams, and District 10 only has two. So right. I think that would be a perfect marriage if they could make that happen. Well, I guess you need to get uh, Bob Greenberg on here one time and uh, then <laughs> go at that one. But uh, yeah, no, yeah. I, that makes all the sense in the world to me. Yeah, it does. It does. But uh, you know, McDowell used to be in the uh, <clears throat> over over in the Whitfield years ago. Five uh, A, sixteen teams get in. Top five teams in each of three conferences make the playoffs. Uh, one of the three sixth place teams will earn a wild card. They have a point system out there. The top two in each conference get a home game. The Allegheny Eight Conference: West Allegheny, Peters Township, Bethel Park, Upper St. Clair. They are all in. Uh, West Allegheny is back. Everybody wants to kill them off every year, but every year uh, Bob Palco brings them in there. Peters Township is a great surprise. Baldwin is on the move. They're, they're, they're playing good. They need a win against Penn Hills or Peters Township to get in. And then the winner of Woodland Hills and Moon could possibly pay for a spot next week. The Big East, Gateway, McKeesport, Penn Trafford, Franklin Regional. Right now, Gateway and McKeesport are the class of that field. McKeesport just won by, had a 66-point game last week. Uh, Latrobe and Connorville, they're fighting for the last spot. Um, there's some key games in that class. Uh, McKeesport and Franklin Regional. You remember Franklin Regional got beat by Gateway. Oh, they got clobbered. And then uh, McKeesport plays the Gators next week. What a game that's going to be. Gateway and McKeesport. We'll have that one covered, guys. And then uh, Northern, the Northern Division, Penn Hills, Mars, North Hills are in. Mars is a nice surprise this year. Uh, they got a big defensive end that's getting a lot of uh, Division One Power Five offers. So that's an interesting scenario there. The last two weeks in the Whippeal are all conference games. Anything goes right now. Uh, but we gave you those who clinched. So we don't know what's going to happen after that. In 4A, 18, get in, guys. That's that's four A is very small in the Whippeal, believe it or not. There's only I think there's sixteen teams in the Whippeal for in four A. 
Uh, South Fayette and Blackhawk are in. South Fayette's a good team. Blackhawk is back. Beaver and Montour played to secure a spot on Friday. Uh, the winner of that game is in. The Big 8, TJ, Thomas Jefferson, Belt Vernon, and West Mifflin. Those guys are in. West Mifflin has a really, really nice uh, looking team. Uh, Laurel Highlands, Indiana, and Greensburg, Salem are all in play for the last spot. So, and, and you know, I'll just say it again. Conference games, all those teams play each other. We don't know what's going to happen for two weeks. And 3A in the Whitfield, eight teams get in. The top four in each of the two conferences have a home game. Or, I'm sorry, the top two. Elizabeth Forward, North Catholic, and Derry are in. Uh, Freeport needs to win on Friday to clinch. Tri-County West, uh, that's got Alec Clippa. So we know who's going to top that one. Beaver Falls. Beaver Falls, a couple of years ago, you remember, they won a championship, guys. Yeah. Uh, their coach left, and they graduated, I think, 16 of, of, of their 19 starters. They, they hit rock bottom, and they came back. So their coach did a great job there. Uh, <clears throat> 2A. 2A is a monster. Let me get through this as quick as I can in, in the Whippeal. Top four in each of four conferences get in. The top two in each conference get a home game. All right, we're going to take a breath here. Shadyside, Steel Valley, and Avonworth are all in. They are good teams. East Allegheny and Valley are up next, and they meet next week. If East Bay beats Seneca Valley, or I'm sorry, Steel Valley, they still have to beat Valley to get in. Shadyside and Avonworth play next week. That'll be likely for the top spot. In the Midwestern region, Mohawk, Freedom, and Riverside are in. Mohawk has the uh, win over Freedom for the tiebreaker. New Brighton gets in with one more win. They have Canango and Riverside. Riverside's going to be a tough game for them. If Nishanik wins out and New Brighton loses both, the Lancers get in. In the Three Rivers, Ferguson is the only team that has clinched. Okay? Southside needs a win to get in. Sarah Catholic, South Allegheny, and Brentwood. That's, you know, what we were talking about, guys. You know, anything could happen in that league right now. So we don't know what's going to happen there for two weeks. In the century, McGuffey, Charleroi, and Washington are in. Washington is playing really good ball. They lost the game early, but they have not looked back. So uh, they're, they're really cranking there. Uh, the Pretchies are looking good. So one more. Single A. Two wild cards are determined to fill out the field. The top two of the three conferences get in. And the big seven is Our Lady of Sacred Heart and Rochester of Clinch. Still Rock and Laurel will play for the third spot and a shot at the wild card spot. In the Eastern League, Clinton and Jeanette, <laughs> they play next week, guys. Yeah, that's going to be a huge battle game. for that title yeah. next week of the Eastern Conference. There's, there's another one of those things. I mean, the anticlimactic game. We just talked about it. They're going to face one another, and then they're gonna. They know that they're going to meet one another in a couple of weeks. I mean, you know, how do you get up for a game like that, Daryl? I mean, you know, that that's got to be, you know, what? How do you put emphasis on a game when it, you know, not that it doesn't matter, right. but. But in all likelihood, you're going to be facing that team in a couple weeks down the road. Well, I mean, that's how it was on high school. We played Man Central in the regular season, and we'll probably play them again in the district championship. Right. So um, every game every game mattered, you know, but like, like we were saying earlier, uh, if you're playing a game at Hershey Park, it doesn't matter who has the home field advantage. Right. It doesn't matter at that point. But, um, but I mean, I guess at, at the end of the day, if you're a competitor, you just want to win. But so. that's the thing is, is that – you know, it, win or go home is everything. Win and we'll play again in a couple of weeks to yeah. see who goes home. Right. Well, some <laughs> you know? co some coaches uh, strategically are they're, they're intelligent. They might hold a guy out just to keep everybody, make sure everybody healthy, right. and they might play because um, you. See it doesn't lot, matter. Yeah, you see that a lot in the NFL and the NBA to get to the end of the season, so they'll rest guys because I mean we're going to probably play them again, and there's no point of going hard and letting them see what we're going to do. So it depends on the coach. It depends on how important that win is, uh, what it means. But uh, I, I'm not sure. In high school, they probably won't do that because you don't really have that luxury. But, you know, some, some teams, they're smart. They go out there and 
let young guys play, see, you know, whatever, because it doesn't matter. But if you want, if it's for a conference championship, again, you might want that conference championship. That might mean something to you. So uh, it kind of depends on the situation. But well, if there's no like trophy that you're playing yeah. for, like you know, the for year for around here, it was always like said the. Uh, um, when the Berks Catholic and Lyle were playing there, I think it was for like three or four consecutive years. You know, they're playing for the trophy, but the real trophy was the district title, 100%. which, you know, I mean, you can you can say, hey, it's great to get you know the whatever the trophy they play right. for. I wish I knew what it was, and I don't. But um, the the real trophy is the district championship. So I don't see how coaches can really truly emphasize putting, you know, maximum effort and maximum resource mm -hmm. into a regular season game when two weeks down the road, that's the game, it's win or go home. Right, 100%. So, But, I mean, again, you just got to get those guys, I, like, my, my hats go off to them. Right. You gotta get, I mean, you got to keep them motivated. You got to have a game plan of what you want to do, and then whatever the game plan is or whatever you decide, you just got to go get it, get it done. Yeah. Well, but that, that's why they guys, play the games, I guess. also Clareton and Jeanette. Um, yeah. they're, all, they're both going to win this game. So that, that's a battle. It was a battle last year. And uh, in the Whitfield, the conference title still means a lot to these teams. Yeah. Um, so that, that's important to them. I think that's going to be a heck of a game. Now, interesting story, um, North Allegheny plays a game next week. Um, I forget who they were playing with, but... They tried to. Uh, they were. They were actually looking at implementing a moving clock for the entire game because it's a mean, meaningless game. Um, there was a big outcry about that, um, and they they ended up going back because they found out that would be against the rules. Now they could have shortened the quarters, but they decided not to do that too. Now see, I uh, think if it's an agreement by the two coaches. That they can do that. I mean, I was at a game a, a couple of weeks ago where that's what they agreed to do. Right. So I, when I was seeing all the, you know, the thing about the fact, if, if both coaches agree that it's just going to be a running clock. Now, I, there were, I think, extenuating circumstances as to why. I mean, you know, for player safety and mm -hmm. things like that. Not that it was just a meaningless game. Uh, but there were actually, you know, safety concerns and, and what have you involved. That's what, that's why I was surprised to see all the uproar out there about that, Daryl. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, but again, these these coaches, they can't think about um, what it means to people outside. They got to take care of your team. You got to do what you got to do for your team, and then move on. Uh, because at the end of the day, those guys, those young men, are going to be the one out on the field. And I, I think this is a result of us actually having a state playoff system. Um, a couple of years ago, that was a, that would have been a big game. Right. But uh, now, not so much. So let's move on, guys. So uh, we've, we've got we've gotten through the Whitfield. Bravo for all of us. Yeah, the 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 sub regional there in District Nine. I mean, you know, yeah, that seems to be pretty yeah. well. But uh, it looks like uh, on the three A side, it's uh, it's a real dogfight with everybody battling for four spots. Yeah, we went through that. Yeah, Somerset, Perry, Westinghouse, you know, they're all battling for the spots. Nothing's set. 2A in, in District 9, eight teams get in. That's pretty much set. Ridgeway and Clarington have the top seeds. Uh, Clarion and Broccoli are going to battle for that for the second seed. Uh, 1A, eight teams get in in District 9. That's That field is pretty much set. Smithport does have the top seed. Did we lose him? Hello. All right, we got you now. All right. Did you miss everything I said about District 9? Uh, no. no, we got it. Okay, good. All right. District 10. District 10 hurts my head, guys. <laughs> they have, I think, six or seven guys teams have opted out of the playoffs. And that just that, that makes for a nightmare. Uh, it's very simple in District 10. McDowell and Erie, they play next week for the District 6 or District 10 6A title. Uh, 5A is the same. It's just General McLean and Oil City. Uh, the other three teams that are in 5A have opted out of the playoffs. Cathedral Prep, Cathedral Prep for the first time in three years, has an opponent in the District 10 playoffs, Fort LeBuff. So, 
In 3A, Grove City is the is, Grove City is the class of that field. Sharon, Fairview, Slippery Rock, Harbor Creek, Coney Out, Mercy Harris Prep, they're all in. Now see, this is where District 10 hurts my head. Corey gets in, or Gerard gets in if Corey loses this week. Now Corey opted out of the playoffs out there. Corey loses, Gerard does not get to take that spot. Or if Corey wins, Gerard doesn't get that spot, and then that means uh, Grove City would get a bye. Nobody would play in that game. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's really weird up there. Iroquois and Seneca, they opted out of 2A, so we already know that game. Northwestern faces Lakeview next week in a first-round playoff. The winner goes to Charlottesville. Wilmington and Greenville are on the other side. Uh, in 1A, 6 of 11 teams get in. Cambridge Springs, Sagertown, they opted out. You got Farrell, who we know is very strong. West Middlesex, Reynolds, Union City, all clinch spots. Cockerton, Maplewood, and Mercer, Philadelphia. All right, I'm talking, guys. Let's talk. I'm going to let you talk about District 11. Well, you know, the, the biggest thing about District 11 is that, you know, I put something out there uh, about, you know, freedom, that the people better start taking these guys seriously for a state championship. And, uh, you know, I got a lot of flack over that, Daryl. But, uh, you know, I think that that's a really gosh darn good team there. I mean, there's a lot of them that are, that are locks, but... Uh, you know, Stroudsburg, Northampton, uh, and Easton, all good teams. Um, Nazareth, who actually beat Bethlehem Catholic, I mean, is, you know, kind of battling for a spot there. So um, that's really going to be interesting, you know, in 6A there. Um, I don't see, you know, quite honestly, uh, you know, anybody other than Freedom and Mayus for Parkland coming out of that uh, 6A, th- uh, 6A bracket there. Um 5A is a little bit lean in that there are not a lot of teams, but the the 4A bracket, um, wow, with Bethlehem Catholic, Saucon Valley, Northern Lehigh, uh, Pottsville, we saw them earlier this year. They're not a bad team at all. They played a really killer schedule uh, in the Schuylkill League, a.k.a. Uh, Anthracite League. And uh, the 3A bracket, I think, in... District 11, wow. I mean, what a star-studded lineup. Uh, I think that they, <laughs> they are just going to, like, beat each other up there. I hope that some of those teams can survive that tournament because they're going to go somebody out of out of District 11. Whoever comes out of District 11 in 3A, boy, if they're, they're going to be really favored um, to at least get to the state semifinal, quite honestly. What do you think, Daryl? Oh, definitely. Uh, very physical teams. Very, Tamaqua, Jim Thorpe, um, very physical old school, playing in the mud. So you got to be ready to go. And it's probably, I mean, they wanted to be cold. I'm sure they, they're old school. They yeah. wanted to be cold. They wanted to play in bad weather. So they can go out there and knock people around. Yep. And uh, old region football is back, guys. Definitely. Old region football's back. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I really love all those. It's, it's going to be tough to pick a winner out of that 3A District 11. Uh, bracket there, and uh, you know, you guys see the first game up Jim Thorpe and Tamakwa Friday night. Yeah, no, that's absolutely. And all right, let's talk about like the you know, what do we want to call District 12? I mean, you know, the hidden district. Yeah. I mean, you know, do you, do you really know what those teams are all about? Yeah. Uh, you know, Daryl and I were talking before the broadcast here of. What did you learn? Did you learn more about St. Joe Prep, or did you learn more about Archbishop Wood? I mean, in that game. And we both looked at our head, and we said, wow, uh, I don't know. Right. I mean, we'll, we'll find out soon, I guess. So, yeah, right. Uh, I mean, the thing about it, um, you know, obviously St. Joe's Prep is 6A, and Archbishop Wood is 5. So um, Archbishop Wood has been there the last how many state championships, so uh, we'll find out here soon. Well, uh, I, like I said, I mean, there's like these two great unknowns here. You know, you got the Whippeal and District 12. They're right. the ones that are going to be clashing in the state semifinals yeah. now. So it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting. I think it's going to be the most interesting part. Is right. are they going to play a neutral side game? I mean, right. Altoona. Wow, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be a hike. <laughs> it is, and uh, you know, the, the 6A 
it's, it's, you know, it's pretty much a wash. I mean, St. Joe's first game is going to be against Father Judge. Yeah. And, and that, you know, that's how it was last year. It was ugly. Or, I'm sorry, Roman Catholic. They'll play Roman. And, uh, and then they'll play LaSalle. And then, you know, of course, uh, the District 12 does the PCL title game and then the public title game or the Catholic game, and then uh, those two play each other, so that's pretty much why it works out the way it does. Uh, Archbishop Ryan and Wood, they'll, they'll get by next week. Uh, MLK, Mastery Charter, Colombo, Massbaum. Massbaum's got some players there. They, they've got some good kids. Uh, you know, they just haven't put, be able to put it together. Um, and I do want to give a shout-out to our friend Rick O'Brien over there from uh, com. Uh, he gave me a big help with this uh, with this district. So, uh, well, that's I got good. Help from a lot of guys. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Brian Hagberg. Uh, he gave me some tips, and uh, and 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 some other guys, you know, that I had to call on. And, and Jeff Batzel in District Five helped me out a lot, and I got some help uh, up in District Nine too. So, I want to thank everybody who uh, played a part in this article. Uh, and again, we're going to publish it on on both websites, WesternCAFootball.net and EasternCAFootball.com. Um, I think that wraps up our show, our uh, playoff show, guys. Well, do you want to do you want to talk about your uh, rankings at all? Uh, rankings. Uh, <laughs> we're just any 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 highlights. Yeah, anything? I know we kind of we're kind of running out of kind of running out of time. Uh, yeah, the, the, the rankings pretty much stayed the same, but we posted them on the website. Uh, they really didn't change at all, so uh, uh, there's no surprises really uh, at all in, in the rankings. Um, check them out on the website and take a look at them. Um, let me briefly, I'm going to try and do this real quick, okay, guys? Here we go. Ligonier Valley wide receiver Aaron Coutinho broke the state record. He has 56 receptions. That's a career record. Uh, MJ Devonshire broke the state record for punt returns. Uh, in a year with eight, next week he, or this weekend he can tie the national record at nine. Uh, Palisade, Palisade, Craig Gessinger broke the career rushing yardage record. Uh, his older brother Christian was the previous record holder. Ethan Brader from Palisade broke the school record too this weekend. Uh, he now has 30 TV passes for a career. Uh, let's talk about him. Uh, Real quick, in that game, he also had a 63-yard punt return and a 19-yard interception return for a touchdown. Montoursville junior safety Jackson Galena got a 100 career tackle versus Mifflinburg. Canton snapped the 28-game regular season winning streak for Wellsboro. The last time they lost was in 2016 in Week 9. Uh, let's give a big congrats out to Penwood quarterback, Desmond Johnson on breaking his own program record. He's, he's just, you know, piling up the numbers there. He's at 27 TD for 28. Southern Columbia, Cal Halliday. He's a linebacker. He's a good linebacker. Uh, he just uh, surpassed 320 tackles for his career. Um, that's amazing. Cornell, 2020 quarterback Zaire Harrison broke the school record with 465 yards of passing. He went over 3,000 yards. Zach Rosa from Freedom, the Bulldogs out in District 7. He's got the career TD pass records against New Brighton. The old record was 31. He threw two, and now he has 34. Cody Ross at Freedom, the linebacker, he needs five more tackles to hit 300 solo tackles in his career, guys. Wow. wow. That's a lot of solo tackles. And up in uh, District 10, uh, Fairview, Chris Mara, he set a school record with 379 yards and six touchdowns. That was a Those mouthful. Yeah. Back Cantor over Penridge. Uh, he said, now, can you tell Penridge runs the ball, guys? He yeah. set a, a passing record. He's at 17. Wow. Jesus. Oh. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it, guys. Those are record breakers. Wow. Well, it's been a record-breaking show, I think, by right. all the statistics that went out there between the uh, – uh, all of the breakdown that Billy put together on all of the teams, all the uh, uh, record breakers from uh, from the individuals there. I know that this Friday we've got a great game, uh, Warwick and Conestoga Valley. Uh, you know, Daryl, you're familiar with both of these teams. You know, what do you think about this matchup? 
Conestoga Valley definitely has athletes out there. Um, but after, you know, what Warg did this past week, I mean, I think it's going to be tough to stay with. But I, I think, though, I, I think Conestoga Valley can definitely surprise them because they do have athletes on the back end. They run well. Um, so I think it's going to be a, a better game than people think. Uh, but I think the way Warg is rolling, they may be, they'll, they'll probably come out on top. But I think Conestoga Valley will have a chance especially in the secondary with the athletes back there. Right. It's going to be an interesting game. Um, I know that we're looking forward to it. We really like our uh, our uh, getting over to the LL League, and especially this one, it's going to have a lot of uh, uh, really uh, reverberations in the playoff picture, um, as well as for a conference championship. I mean, uh, Warwick is still fighting it out for the LL Section yeah. 1 title. So sure. it'll be my first trip. I always love going to uh, yeah. places, you know, stadiums yeah. I've never been before. So going into Ephrata to see uh, Warwick mm -hmm. and uh, Conestoga Valley, it'll be the first time, quite honestly, I'll see either one of these teams play. So, you know, blame me. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, I'm trying to right the wrongs and get to see all the teams here, right. um, you know, that we possibly can. So uh, we want to thank you for joining us tonight. Joe, any parting shots that you might have to say regarding playoffs or Friday Night Live or you getting everything set up or <laughs> Daryl or me? Uh, you guys are all right. I mean, I like Daryl. So. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> no. no, it's been a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, next week when we'll, we'll definitely know what's going on next week. You know, Billy laid out all the scenarios. And after uh, week nine, this most teams playing game nine this Friday, the playoff picture will be coming into a greater focus. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, uh, for Daryl Daniel, Coach Joe Mays, my name is Bruce Badgley. This is Fresh Set of Downs, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. The clock has run out on this episode of PAFootballNews.com's Fresh Set of Downs. We hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at PAFootballNews, at BadgleyBruce, at DoubleDStokes124, and at Coach Joe Mays. We'll return once again when those Friday night lights are ready to get switched back on.